Welcome to the Eerie First Podcast, the weekly message series featuring Pastor Nicole Schreiber. Today, we're going to take an opportunity to look back at 2020. Now, your first thought might be, I don't want to look back at 2020. But today, Pastor Nicole and our entire pastoral team are going to share the incredible things that God did, even when the world seemed to be spinning out of control. And as you'll soon hear, it's quite a lot. So let's get started. Here's Pastor Nicole. I have never in my life experienced a year before where between one Sunday and the next Sunday, so many significant things have happened. To the point where uh, pretty usually on Thursday afternoon, I'm saying to the Lord, I had something planned for Sunday. But all of a sudden, I am wrestling with my response. Is this the right thing to do uh, because of some current event in our country? And as you know, this week has been no different. Uh, when I was watching what was happening at the Capitol building, I was thinking, how did we get here? Like, how did we get here as a nation? And in those moments, I really believe there was no winning or losing team. We were just all losing. We were just all losing. And, and the Lord kindly reminded me that I was asking the wrong question. That we shouldn't be able to be trying to figure out how we got here. Because when we do that, we start pointing fingers, we start placing blame, we start arguing with each other, we start feeling like we have to defend our case and our cause and something about what we're saying is right or what's wrong. The question that I believe the Holy Spirit is prompting all of us to think about today is what do we do now? What do we do now? And the answer to that is so clear in the scripture. Second Chronicles 20, 12 says, we do not know what to do but our eyes are on you. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And Jesus is the only way forward. Jesus is the only way forward for all of us. And so as a church, we need to be united and gracious and looking to God for help. The scripture says the world needs to know us by our fruit and our love. And both have been in pretty short supply because of an election. And so let's go forward with fruit of the spirit, with love for each other. Let's use this season in history as a time for the church to rise up and look different, exemplifying our Lord Jesus, not waving a flag for the candidate who won or the candidate we wish to have won, but waving the banner of the Lord, the name of the Lord Jesus, the one who never changes, the one who is still in control, the one who loves us more than we could ever imagine. That's who we need to wave the flag for right now. Now, a few weeks ago, uh, Pastor Quint shared a message about pivoting. And he talked about when you, when you pivot, your one foot stays in the exact same place. Nothing changes about it, but your other foot moves and that allows you to see things at different angles. It allows you to see things in different perspectives. You look at the same thing differently. You, you, you don't move out of it. You don't look at something different, but you look at the same thing differently. And when I said to the Lord, this is my plan for Sunday. How do I do it in the face of all that's happened in our country? The Lord said to me, I want you to pivot. I want you to pivot. This is what he wants us to do. 2020 has had its fair share of disappointments, of chaos, of frustrations, of pain, and of fear. And 2021 ain't looking that good. And so what he wants us to do, regardless of those things, is to pivot and look at how God still did amazing stuff that God still did amazing work. He never, ever stopped working. And when all around us feels hopeless and frustrating, God is saying, listen, I want you to pivot and look and watch how the gospel was pushed forward and God's kingdom was pulled down to earth. And so, thank you. We're excited. You are in for an incredible service. Let me tell you why. We're going to have these next about an hour full of hope and full of victory. We're going to look back at 2020 and we're going to celebrate all the victories that were had for the kingdom of God. Psalm 9 verse 1 says, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all 
of your wonderful deeds. And so I've asked each staff pastor to prepare a little overview for you. And after each of them share what we're going to do, just, just here for the next moments together, is we're going to celebrate. All right? This is a full contact, full participation service. So if you came today thinking, I'm just going to sip my coffee and hope she says something funny, not going to happen. Okay? So what I did was I, I equipped you with a little bit of noise. It sounds like this. All right? And if you're like, I feel stupid. Everybody feels stupid. Okay? So you have to do it. We're all going to feel it together. But this is what we're going to use to make a little noise to celebrate God today. They're each going to give you their quick update. And we're going to uh, just thank the Lord for the goodness of who he is. We're going to celebrate the goodness. You can shout and holler and say amen as well. You can clap with your real hands. But I wanted to give you a little bit of something so you can participate. So without further delay, would you give some love to our pastoral team? Practice with these as they come to share with us what God has done. In, uh, in 1 John chapter 5, it talks about the victory that we have over the world is our faith. And so today, I hope when I'm speaking, when all of my uh, brothers and sisters in Christ are speaking, that your faith will increase because no matter what the world throws at us, we have a victory and it's our faith in Jesus Christ. So um, we will praise God today no matter what's happening on the outside. In us, the, the kingdom of heaven is inside and it's growing, as Pastor Nicole said. So uh, I'm going to talk about the youth ministry. I'm Adam. I'm the pastor. I'm the youth pastor. And I'm also going to talk about the prayer hour that we've had in between um, services since this summer. So in youth, 2020, uh, about a year ago, last January, it started out um, amazing and it was amazing because I had a chance to disciple or meet with two international students from Erie First Christian Academy. And I had the opportunity to lead both of those young men, they were both seniors, to Jesus Christ. And so the heavens celebrated, so let's celebrate for those two young men. And it was such a, a beautiful thing. We were sitting in my office, and one of the guys, we were just talking about the Lord. He had not given his life to God yet. And I was sharing some of the gospel and just about a relationship with Jesus, and I told him about Jesus coming back to, to earth. And he was like, Jesus is coming back? And I was like, yeah. He's like, and it was such a crazy thing to see the look on his face where he had never been told that Jesus is going to return for his bride, that he's going to set up a kingdom on earth that will last forever. And so that was such an awesome start where this young man, his eyes open and he wanted to receive Jesus because he's, he was seeing what the world had to offer and there was nothing for him. But Jesus is, is here, he's in us, and he's coming back in the flesh. And so that is such an awesome thing. Both of those men gave their lives to Christ, and they're walking with the Lord. Um, and we had a chance, Erie First Youth Ministry saw six students um, boldly and proudly declare their faith in Jesus Christ by getting water baptized. Some of them were here, some of them were in the lake at Lake Erie. And so I just saw how cool that is because uh, they were not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. They decided that I'm going to follow Jesus. It's not going to be something part-time, but they were going to declare that I'm a Christian. I don't do Christianity, but I am a Christian. It's who I am. I'm born again. That's such a cool thing. Um, our discipleship at Erie First Youth, partially because, of, well, mainly because of the coronavirus, our discipleship has increased in great measures outside of just the Wednesday night services. Our youth leaders, our awesome youth team is starting to meet more with students, and that's so good. So during coronavirus, Lee and I created 18 video devotionals for the, for the teaching of the Word of God to the students, even when we weren't meeting in the Summit building. Um, during coronavirus, we also had a, a time to participate in an app called Goose Chase that created great unity. We got to do cool challenges and fun things with the students that kept them not only learning about God, but also having this beautiful community. Um, come June, we had a, a time to meet outside. Obviously, the big church was meeting with a, a flatbed trailer, and our youth ministry was meeting outside at the summit. And that was an awesome privilege to be able to come together and meet and, and learn about the Word of God and, and share meals together still. We saw our youth attendance after the quarantine lifted, in a sense. We saw our youth attendance increase. We saw it come to, we had about 30 to 35 to now 40 to 45 students. Some weeks we had 50 students showing up because they needed Jesus Christ. And we were there with an open building and open arms to share the gospel of the Lord. We had a series um, 
that shared, uh, each of our youth leaders got to share their testimonies, and God really showed up. The Holy Spirit encountered students as they saw not just the youth leaders all put together, but what the Lord Jesus has done in each one of their lives, and they really met and encountered the Holy Spirit through that. And So God was so faithful to our youth ministry here at Erie First, and so I just want to give a shout of praise to the Lord Jesus for what he's done at Erie First Youth, if you would join me. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. So lastly... The prayer hour that has started, and I'm just going to do a shameless plug, 10 to 11, so an hour before this, we meet and pray in a room right outside here. It's the music room. So you're all invited. Some of you have been a part of it. But over the last seven months, we've had, I've had a privilege of praying with uh, my brothers and sisters in Christ. And it's, it's an awesome, it's an honor to pray for someone when they're in need and when they're sick. That's an awesome thing. But it's an entirely different thing, and it's a beautiful thing to pray with People, can I get an amen? If there's, if you know that difference between, man, we stand by our brothers and sisters and pray for them, but when we get to pray together for God's kingdom to come down on earth at this church in this city in this country, that is an awesome thing. And so, I just, I want to encourage you to join us. It was such a unique, diverse group. We have white, black, Latino, Indian. Asian, all different types of people. And if you've read Revelation, that's what's before the throne room. Every tribe, tongue, and nation gathering together to pray and worship the Lord Jesus. So I'm going to close with one testimony. And it's personal because it was my little brother. So we were meeting. It was a couple weeks after the prayer hour had started. And we were praying in the spirit. And my brother Howard, Pastor Howard said, uh, someone is in your family is going to get saved because we're praying in the spirit and, and praying God's will. And I, he wasn't saying it to me. He just said, someone in your family. And I was like, huh, I don't know. Well, it just so happened my little brother was in service that week for Father's Day. Didn't know the Lord. He was encountered during worship. His heart was moved. He was crying. I was looking, watching. After the service, he was just sitting in the, in the pew right back here. And I just was, I'm a talker. So I was like, Lord, what do I say? And God was like, nothing. Be, be quiet. And let him think. And he was thinking and thinking. And my little brother said, People are just happy here. I've never seen this before. And I thought, what a raw reaction to the body of Christ, to Jesus' people, his disciples, that we are joy-filled. We have the Holy Spirit of God living in us. And so I got to share the gospel with my little brother, and he received Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior right in that pew here. And it started in the prayer hour where it was prophesied that someone would be saved. So prayer works. Amen. Hi, good morning. My name is Pastor Kayla. I'm the kids pastor here. And you know, as I was putting this all together, the one thing that stuck out to me was not what we didn't do because of 2020, but what God did because of 2020, right? And so he works in spite of every situation. And so I'm really happy to see that God has done that in our kids ministry this year. Um, and as we kind of changed courses with COVID, um, when we were outside doing our, our outdoor ministry and we as adults were, were having service on outside in our cars. We knew we needed to provide some things uh, for our kids, and uh, we saw way too many uh, wigglers in the car getting bored, and so we created an outdoor kids ministry in August where we were able to minister to our kids outside in the pavilion, and just in five weeks of that, we saw over 50 uh, different kids come and participate in that, and so that was really awesome. Um, and we also use that as an opportunity, that big gap in time that we have to launch a brand new kids curriculum. It's called Go. Um, it's an interactive whole Bible curriculum uh, that changes learning styles from month to month so that we can reach every single kid in our kids ministry with the love and the gospel of Jesus. And um, as we've been able to integrate all of that curriculum as we've moved indoors, the one thing that has stuck out to us as, as leaders and uh, kids workers is how interactive it is in prayer. We have a special part of our service where we have prayer stations where we teach our kids not just to pray with their eyes closed, but different ways that they can meet and spend time with Jesus uh, through journaling, through reading the Bible, through uh, drawing, through all these different things. And it's been so cool to watch um, as our kids connect with Jesus. And um, I just want to share one little story. There's a, a sweet little girl that's been coming to Kids Church, and um, she's been coming. She's newer. I didn't know her very well. She's really quiet, and so I didn't know how much was sinking inside. And uh, several weeks ago, I was just, it was a normal day. I was out in the hallway, and um, one of the awesome gentlemen that volunteers a lot of time here caught me, and he said, hey, because this little girl's part of his family, he said, I just have to tell you, uh, we were in the car the other day, and she was telling me how much fun she had 
but that she prayed for her dad to come to know Jesus and how every struggle was worth it to see that connection in that young little girl's life. And so, you know, we never know, right, how far, how deep those seeds that we plant are being planted, but God waters and we plant. And so it's just been such an awesome thing to see, and we can't wait to see how that grows this year. Uh, And we want every kid to feel that love of Jesus, no matter how tiny they are. And so we realized that our nursery needed some updating, and so we took some time this year to update our nursery with some brand new uh, decor and paint and all those things. So that is open for our families. If you have a baby and you need to use that nursery, you're more than welcome to go do that. And special thanks to Bree Brusco, who painted that beautiful mural for us. We're happy to have that. Um, and then despite all the restrictions, we are still able to have a lot of fun events for our kids this year um, with Pastor Danielle partnering with her and with Nicolette Gamble, we were able to have a really cool um, event for our community in June called Fairy Tale Lane. A lot of uh, cars drove by. We had over 200 cars from our community drive through, hear the gospel presented in a fun way for kids and families, and that was a really great time. Uh, we also uh, knew we couldn't do kids camp this year in the same way, so we changed that to a family-style three-night event called Hula Luau. Try saying that three times fast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It was a lot of fun. We had a great time. The families loved it. We had over 80 kids and families come and experience uh, the gospel of Jesus with us for that. Uh, And then just some fun things we've been able to do since coming inside. Um, In October, we had our harvest party with the kids. Um, I'm sorry if your kids went home with corn in their pants, but we had a really good time. Uh, We had a corn pit. We painted pumpkins. We had cider and cookies and all that fun stuff. And then just last month in December, we had our second annual pajama party. My favorite day because I can wear pajamas to work. It was really great. We had a really good time um, celebrating Jesus and just all that uh, excitement that comes with Christmas. So uh, the kids' chapel is still recovering from all the glitter and the snowball fights and all that stuff. But we had a really great time with that as well. Um, But beyond all of that, uh, I think the one thing that I love about our kids is how much they love to give and to serve others. And so we gave them two big opportunities to do that this year. The first one, um, we were able to partner with SOS for Kids. Um, It's a resource that provides support for families in the foster care system and works directly with OCY here in Erie County. We were able to bless them with 90 gifts for kids in Erie County this year. That's 50% higher than last year, so that's awesome. Uh, And after we left, the director looked at me and um, in cooperation with that and all the meal bags we delivered, she said, wow, the spirit of Christmas is really alive in Erie First. And so that's you guys. You did that. And that's really, really awesome. Uh, And then lastly, we um, introduced our kids this year to BGMC. We gave them each um, a buddy barrel and challenged them to fill it with change for boys and girls around the world. And we had one sweet girl that did such a great job. Her name is Macy Andes. Uh, Macy caught the bug for BGMC right away. She went home. She did all kinds of extra chores and projects. And she alone raised over $170 for boys and girls around the world. So give it up for Macy. And in total, last Sunday, our kids had their BGMC uh, pizza party, and um, we announced how much we raised for the year. Our kids didn't just meet, but they surpassed their goal. They raised $1,226.11 for BGMC and for missions all around the world. Um, And lastly, I just want to thank all of our amazing kids volunteers. These aren't my wins. These are their wins. Uh, Kids volunteers, you're amazing. We love you. We couldn't do anything uh, without you giving of your time every week to love our kids. So uh, thank you for continuing to love, and uh, let's get excited for this next year. Great job. Macy Andes will be teaching Financial Peace University in the upcoming spring session. Just kidding. My name is Pastor Quint. I'm the worship and discipleship pastor here at Erie First. I also oversee building, some building things and finance, so we're going to cover all of that. But um, the first thing I want to say in light of this year is that I am so grateful for the small group infrastructure we already had built when we got hit with COVID-19 and quarantine and isolation and all those things, because having that in place, we already had groups of people ready to connect. Now, we had to change how we were doing it, and we weren't able to meet at Starbucks or this building or your homes anymore, but through Zoom, and I'm sure everybody has some funny Zoom story 
from the, the previous year. Maybe it involves pants, maybe it doesn't. But everybody, we all learned a lot as far as Zoom. But uh, the, I think the thing that is amazing is just the community. We say around here all the time, discipleship happens through community. And 2020 proved that because we kept community. And when we were able to, to resume services first outside, uh, in the parking lot and then coming back in here, we have not missed a beat as far as community and as far as, as this church, which is awesome. We also launched, in the middle of all that, we launched what we call digital prayer groups, which was, uh, we wrote up six-week prayer prompts through Psalm 91 and through First Peter 1 to find encouragement and to just turn to the word, turn to our source as we were going through all this. And so many people jumped on board with those and either got on Zoom or a conference call and once a week just prayed through uh, prompts from the word, and it was just really, really encouraging. So that was an awesome thing about groups. If you're not part of a group, we will be uh, launching a fresh session of groups, some online, some in person, here in just a few weeks. So get ready. You can, you'll can you be learning more about that, but it is an awesome way uh, to stay connected and to make to meet more people inside your church. Absolutely. As far as worship, we, say, we sing this song around here called We Praise You, and the opening lines say, let praise be a weapon that silences the enemy. Let praise be a weapon that conquers all anxiety. And we also say worship is warfare. I think 2020, we lived worship is warfare. I can remember... Uh, I can remember being outside on a flatbed truck and having a 10 by 10 tent blow right over my head. I can remember wearing a red shirt, and by the time I got done, my skin matched my shirt. I can remember all these different things, these memories, and you probably have yours, but I, what I love about what this year taught us is that we're here for this. Erie First Assembly is here for worship. And when we came back in, we haven't missed a beat. I love this morning, just from the very first note, everybody's all in. It was so great and encouraging. And so I wanna give a huge, huge thank you to anyone associated with the worship team, to Jason Bennett and his entire media team that like we just, we pulled off some crazy stuff this year that if, we, if you had told us in a calendar meeting, these are the things we're gonna do, we would have just resigned and gone elsewhere. But instead, because of how, uh, how it all unfolded, we just found out what we're really capable of. And we found out that when God is at the center, nothing can stop us, right? All right. Uh, as far as the building, one actual huge benefit that this whole craziness afforded us was uh, we were able to do some things inside this building. One of my favorite things is this platform that I'm standing on. For the first time in 30 years, this room was not used every seven days at least, which meant that we were able to give this a bit of a facelift. So some very capable volunteers uh, built this, not me, okay? Uh, I, my friend and I have a joke that if we owned a company, it'd be called Close Enough Construction because that's kind of our MO. Um, but we had some amazing people who know what they're doing, build this, it's not going anywhere, and it turned out great. It was a much needed uh, facelift, I would say, so that was awesome. Just give a huge round of applause to all those volunteers. I don't wanna forget anybody, so I'm not gonna name them all. Uh, the other thing we were able to do is our bathrooms. We have almost completed the school side bathroom renovations, and when those are done, we're gonna take a breath, and then we're gonna start over on the church side, but that has been a much needed improvement. Uh, the, yes. So that has been great. We also, uh, we hired a new maintenance or facilities director, Paul Huff, but also he is set up to succeed because of two gentlemen, Dennis Wilson and Roger Anderson, who retired for real this time is what I keep saying. They were amazing for us. Uh, they have been so, so great. And so, yes, absolutely. If you see them, you tell them thank you for everything they do and have done. Um, and then, of course, if you were here in September for the business meeting, we voted and approved redoing our parking lot. And I'm happy to tell you we are on the calendar for June of this year when school lets out to start getting a new parking lot. I like to say that the rocks at the bottom of our potholes are beginning to cry out as they realize that the end is near. Okay, and that, that one went really well in the first service too. That was a good one. All right, um, and then lastly, finances. Pastor Nicole says this all the time, and it is so true. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Your faithfulness, your generosity, your stewardship has just pushed all this forward. We haven't missed a beat in all of this, in all this craziness. We have just been so blessed. 
to, and Pastor Danielle's going to tell you some of the things we've done with those finances and people we were able to bless and everything else, but because of your generosity and your faithfulness to his church and to the bigger mission, we have been able to bless people locally and across the country and just steward this building well and just keep pushing the ball forward, keep pushing the kingdom forward, and we're so grateful to do it. So give yourselves a round of applause for that. We thank you so, so much. And I'm going to hand it over to one of my favorite people, Pastor Don Fisher. Thank you, Quint. Well, I have a very uh, important distinction uh, as I'm here on staff, being the youngest staff pastor. <laughs> Just saying. Looking back over 2020, um, when I think about my ministry and what I do at Erie First, there's probably one word that describes it the best, and that is eclectic. If you know, obviously most of you don't know what eclectic means, so let me tell you. It simply means a broad and diverse range. Uh, several things that happen and several things that I'm a part of. And I've had the privilege along with some of our faithful volunteers of helping uh, some of our church family actually transition from one location to another. Now in the first service, I called that a moving experience. I didn't get a big response on that, so we'll, we'll skip over that for the second service. But it was a joy. Uh, it was a joy to be able to help our church family in this transition, and I consider that to be a win. Each month as we meet with our seniors, it's always a delight for Barb and I to be able to share, to interact, to be a part of what's going on in their life. But most importantly in this last year, uh, we've heard nothing but positive attitudes and positive outlooks. In fact, our seniors have, have displayed and have, have shared their concept that this is no big deal. We're going to get through it because we're tough. Uh, we've been there, and we're tough, and we're going to make it. So every time that we would, would meet with them, I consider that to be a win. I think it's also been a win in the last year when I've had the opportunity of sitting down with couples who are going through premarital counseling. Uh, uh, probably for me, aside from being a part of a baby dedication, is to be a part of a couple who have expressed their desire to have a God-centered marriage, to God to be in the middle of it and be a part of what they're doing. And I get to sit with them and we get to talk through the sessions and that's always a win for me. Uh, most of the time, uh, I do a lot of the hospital visits, and unfortunately, because of COVID restrictions, I've not been able to do as many hospital visits as I normally do, but I have had the opportunity to pray with those uh, before they go into surgery, and also for those who are in the hospital for non-surgical conditions. But more importantly, uh, I get to make a follow-up call and hear how that they've come through surgery well, that everything's been taken care of, they're improving, they're going through therapy, and uh, life is getting back to normal. So that's always a win when I get to be a part of that. Their follow-up reports were very positive. And it reminds us that prayer does make a difference. So speaking of prayer, one of the things is kind of a below-the-radar thing that I'm, I'm a part of here at the church, but. Uh, every month I get a report from our connecting team uh, prayer group and they give me the prayers that have been submitted and the praise reports. And I can tell you, as you submit your prayer request, that this team gets those requests, but the praise reports, I could go on and on and on because I counted them up uh, through the last year and there were literally dozens and dozens of prayer requests and praise reports of how God has been moving in the lives of people that we pray for. That has to be a win. God is faithful. I think one of my personal wins for last year, when I was recognizing that we needed to make a change for our Encore and Legacy Ministry, it's been confusing to many, and it's been uh, age-restricted. If I'm this old, I go here. If I'm that old, I go there. And it seemed like in the last year, God was impressing on me that we need to have an intergenerational emphasis within the family of God. And so uh, with some planning and putting things together, uh, some of you may have already uh, received the email for my first video on ageism. 
And if you have email, check it because the second one has come out uh, regarding the intergenerational ministries. And I encourage you to read that and to be a part of that because I think it's very, very important. And it's a decision that we made, a new vision that God has given to us. And I believe it's going to be a win for the future. And so I'm looking forward to that. As always, it's an honor for me when I share. Um, we have a Sunday morning class that meets at 10 o'clock. And I've been doing this for many, many years. Uh, we talk about timely topics and how it applies to our everyday life. And uh, it's just great uh, uh, information and sharing time on Sunday mornings. And that's every time that I do that, I consider that to be a win. Throughout the year, I receive a lot of phone calls. Uh, I receive a, a lot of uh, requests just to talk and to chat. Sometimes the impromptu meetings that we have on Sunday in the hallways with people always has reminded me no matter how tough life can be, a listening ear and a caring heart can make peace and comfort go a long way. So every Sunday I look forward to that because that is a win at the end of the day. Serving alongside Pastor Nicole and our talented team of staff only affirms the fact that whether it's 2020, 2021, or 2025, it always affirms the fact that in the end, we win. And we give God glory for that. Amen. This next song that we're going to sing was actually written by um, some of the people in our worship team. And so I think it just really greatly describes the heart of our worship team and that we just, and our church, that we just want God to overflow in this place. So would you stand and sing with us this next song? It's called Overflow.
thank you for the victories. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, have a seat for just a few more reports. Man, I could do this all day here in the hope and the victory in Jesus. Pastor Danielle, would you share with us what God's been doing in outreach? All right. Well, I am Pastor Danielle, outreach pastor here, and I'm going to talk about our Kingdom Builders uh, outreach. So Kingdom Builders is actually our missions initiatives, and that includes supporting missionaries on a monthly basis, as well as our annual projects. Uh, We also make it a point to regularly create and participate in ways to outreach to our local community and even around the world. This past year, we began supporting five new missionaries on a monthly basis, bringing our total to 38 monthly supported missionaries. New York City, Baron Kaialfa, India, Haiti, these are all places that, uh, just to name a few, that you are a part of making ministry happen um, by supporting them. One of the longer relationships we've had is with our missionaries in Nicaragua. These past few months, they've experienced massive devastation from mudslides, um, resulting in many lives lost and a lack of food and supplies. And we were able to send them $3,000 to aid in their time of need. We also had a goal this past year of raising $30,000 for 10 projects. We started 2020 with participating in two of those projects, one of them uh, by sending a team to the Dominican Republic with $2,000, and another sending a team to Southeast Asia with $3,000. The Asia team returned one day before the borders closed, and that was the last team that we were able to send this year. But God still had a plan. And when we originally planned to actually do our Uganda project, it was supposed to look like taking a team to Uganda and putting on a kids camp and different worship services. But when the time came, the need was very different. Our Uganda pastor was struggling to feed his family and care for the people in their village. Officials dealt with COVID there by forcing people to stay in their homes. No one could work or go to school, and it was devastating for them. There were no government programs to help subsidize their losses. So we still sent the money that God told us to put aside for them, $6,000. And within a day of them receiving the money, the pictures started rolling in of them feeding the people in their village. They were starving, and you sent them food, but more importantly, this church sent them hope. It wasn't possible for us to go working with the Mennonites this year to help with damage from natural disasters, which also still happened in 2020. But the organization continued to build houses and make repairs for people, so we still sent them $3,000 to help them. Another goal was to work with the Women's Care Center to offer care to women that had an abortion. Thankfully, we were able to finish at least one class, uh, one care group to care for six women that received spiritual and emotional healing from having an abortion. We were also able to give $1,000 to the Women's Care Center to offset their fundraising losses. In September, we kicked back to school season off with our teacher blessing project. $3,000 was raised for this. And with that and all the items that you all donated, we were able to bless four different schools, full faculties, the maintenance, the nurses, all the teachers with everything that they needed for the school year. Family Worship Center was also on our project list, and they not only experienced a crazy COVID year, but they also went through a lot of transitions. Our missions committee not only gave them $6,000 to help with some much-needed building projects, but they also went there to pray for them and over their building. Amazingly, because of your generosity, we were not only able to achieve all of these, but we were able to offer unexpected, substantial COVID relief to so many people, cards to nursing homes, hundreds of masks that some of you made with your own hands, groceries for families and elderly, encouragement to businesses, healthcare workers, the at-risk, even recently providing Christmas for three single moms, part of our church family, and the Erie City Moms Organization. It was absolutely incredible. It was my personal win watching so many in our congregation volunteer at the food pantries and homeless shelters and become available to make those masks and write the cards and do the grocery shopping and deliver all those meals. Just this past November, in two weeks, you all even helped put together 75 meal bags for kids in the foster care system. 
We are so thankful for this congregation's generosity and heart for our community. And we recognize that there are other churches in the area that may not necessarily have the resources to take care of the needs that come into their church. So we felt the need to grant a few churches in the area with funds to care for the people that we may never reach. Five different churches in our area we gave funds to, and we also spend time praying with their staff and over their ministries. In the midst of all of this, we completed our first Making an Impact class where 26 people were trained on how to practically evangelize by loving others in our culture and other cultures using the gifts that God has given them. Our missions committee has continued to meet monthly to pray and properly steward the Kingdom Builder finances and also help make decisions that impact our support for all those outreaches you just heard. We're so thankful for our missions committee. We're thankful for all of you and for all the love that you have for Jesus and the people around the world. Hi, my name is Daniel Brooker, and I get to talk about Erie First Christian Academy. So, yes, some students here, some people. So, we have a pre-K through 12th grade Christian Academy here at the school, and we've had a fantastic year. It's been, as many of you are aware, if you have children or know people with children, it's an interesting year in education uh, when it comes to educating them. And last year, we ended it with the virtual, as all schools had done, and we are happy with what we we were able to put out. We put out a great product there with virtually, with our providing that virtual materials and progressive education. And then we ended it with a really interesting year, just like we did the services here. We were able to do an outdoor graduation ceremony uh, with some fireworks and some other kind of things. And it really was a great time to get to celebrate those uh, graduating seniors uh, as it wasn't the ending I'm sure they expected or that they wanted. Um, but with that, again, we ended the year financially really great. And we're so excited for what God was able to do with that. And that carried into this year because because of that, we were able to offer more scholarships for families this year who maybe needed that due to uh, job loss or something that they have going on in their family. And then is also is that there's guidelines that this is a school we had to change and we had to adjust to. And because of the funds and what God has done in the school in the past couple of years and last year, we were able to do some remodeling where we remodeled our entrance to the school um, and kind of changed some of the security aspects of it. And so God has been really moving in that way. And because of that, we were able to return this year in a 100% in-person capacity, which is a big deal for our students, our families, and our school. And we are praising God because we've had very minimal to no interruptions with that as a as a school entirety. And so we are extremely grateful. Uh, and if you have children in our school, I'm sure you are extremely grateful as well um, for, <laughs> we got some parents going on here. So, uh, but the biggest one that I think I could easily say is the spiritual uh, well-being of our students. As Pastor Adam has already said, he gets to kind of collaborate with us, uh, kind of work with some of our students as well as with the part of the the youth ministry. And this past year, we've seen God move in some mighty ways. We've been able to see some of our students give their lives to Christ. Uh, Maybe there was the first year they've been to the school, but then last year, like he said, some of the international students were able to share or learn about Christ and then go back to their home countries. Uh, We do have one student who came, learned, uh, and came to know Christ and then ended up changing his college major and his minor so that he could also minor in youth ministry. He switched colleges. Um, And so we've seen God do some amazing things in our our students, and including this year, we've seen students create a student-driven uh, prayer uh, initiative in the mornings, and so we started having students come together and praying, and it, there's nothing more special. As a staff, we often tell our staff, like, hey, write a note, tell someone that you're praying for them, uh, give a note, um, but it's really special when a student comes up to me and says, hey, I want you to know we prayed for you today, and it, they reciprocated it back, and so God's doing some amazing and mighty things in our schools, uh, and we are excited to continue with that and see God move in each one of our students' lives, so God's been good, and he is going to continue to be faithful and good in 2021. Well, I'll just add the cherry on top while we're closing up today. We dedicated 16 children to the Lord in 2020. Had the privilege of baptizing 12 people and 23 people decided to become members of your first assembly in the middle of a global pandemic. So 
Here's what we want to do today to end this service. We want to hear from you. We are so thankful for what God has done, but we want to hear about the faithfulness of God to you. So we gave you this little card here. It's called Count the Win. Will you just take a minute right now and just ask the Lord where he has been faithful in your life? Uh, if you're watching online, you can access this digitally this morning. If you're listening, you're watching, you don't even live in Erie. We want to hear about it because we know God's faithfulness has stretched far across this nation. And so let's just celebrate together all that God has done. Take a moment, think about a win this past year and just tell us the faithfulness of God. You can put your name on it, you can leave it anonymous, but write it down as we sing this last song together that declares God is good, he is good, he's never gonna let us down. And would you put it in the bucket on your way out so that we can be encouraged, that we can see what God has done in your lives. And so would you stand with me today? Let's sing this song with all we got. In fact, you may even want to express your thankfulness to God by raising your hands or closing your eyes or doing something. Sometimes a natural step is what gets us into a supernatural posture. And so let's just thank God for his goodness and for his faithfulness. Even right now, just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for who you are. You never let us down, God. You never let us down. Let's sing to the King of our heart that he is good.
Thank you for listening to the Eerie First Podcast. If you like this podcast, please give us a rating and a review at Apple Podcasts and share it with your friends. You can find all our series, videos, and podcasts at eeriefirst.org, along with all our latest news, announcements, and information. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time.